Welcome to the Inside Data Center podcast. I'm Andy Davis, and in this podcast, I will interview the people working in the data center sector and tell their stories. If you are working in the DC sector or you are looking to work in the sector, then this is the podcast for you. Welcome to the Inside Data Center podcast. Today, I'm joined by John Healy, who's the Operations Director at Keysource. Morning, John. Yeah, good morning. Hope you're well today. Do you want to just give everyone a quick introduction of who you are and what your role is at Keysource? Yeah, sure. Thanks, Andy. Uh, yeah, so as, as Andy said, uh, my name's John Healy. I'm the Operations Director at Keysource, um, ultimately responsible for uh, the execution of our business plan, which is a uh, which is building sustainable growth for the business. And um, a large part of that is ensuring um, you know, the day-to-day operations of the business run smoothly. Which will always keep you busy. Indeed <laughs> always, it does. Always make me laugh when someone asks you what you do and you kind of put it into one sentence and you think, I definitely do a lot more than that. <laughs> yeah. No, quite. Um, where, where I always like to start is to go back to the beginning of your career, just to paint a bit of a picture of how you got into the industry and, and how you've moved up it. I noticed that you you did a degree in uh, electrical engineering at Oxford Brooks. Yes. Was that something you were always interested in doing, or was that like myself? You just picked a degree and went with it. <laughs> no, I think um, I, I I did a um, science and maths based education um, at school, and 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 when I was looking through the courses, you know that sort of caught my eye. And um, I think there was two things for me. One was um, I. I, I was genuinely interested in in following that engineering path, and and two, I had some family in the industry, um, in the engineering industry as well. So um, I was able to speak to them and understand um, a bit more about it, um, more of the, pra- you know, in terms of the practical sense of that industry, if you like, and not just what the education might enable you to do later. So, um, uh, so yeah, that's why I um, um, w- 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 went on to um uh, to do that course at university and then you obviously started straight from uni at keysource i believe so yes. how did you how did you uh, how did you get the position was it something you you applied for or did they come to a careers fair yeah no so i i came back from university after completing the degree and it was that daunting right now i've got to go and get a job um i actually um uh, at the time lived not too far from Gatwick airport. So, um, I was in the area, I was working at the airport and, um, I saw a, 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 a job vacancy online for, um, a graduate project, uh, and technical engineer, uh, for Keysource. So, um, I went and interviewed for the position, um, and got through to the final stages, which was an interview with the owner MD at the time and, uh, had to, had to, put together a presentation which included um a large part about what my university dissertation was on um which i'm sure bored him to death so uh <laughs> but 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 thankfully for me um you know I, I was successful and um i got offered the position um not not too sure if it was on the back of the uh the interview or the dodgy suit i was wearing at the time but um but yeah so that's where i started it was obviously a good good move, and, it, and it, whether it was a suit or the interview, it obviously just paid <laughs> off. <laughs> yeah, no, it was it was a um, fantastic opportunity, and um, having those graduate roles that recognised, you know, I was fresh out of education, no industry experience, um, needed to learn a lot about how a business works and operates, um, 
learn about customers and 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 how their how their businesses uh, require our services etc so um, it was a fantastic opportunity to go in on uh, and start at, at at the very bottom um, and and learn the trade so to speak yeah one thing i always see with with people like yourself from keysource is that you get a really good exposure to a number of different job roles you know i noticed that you've obviously worked in design account management the sales side of it yeah. I, I think that's great that they do that and do you think it really benefits you long-term career-wise because you've had that exposure to a number of different job roles yeah absolutely i think as i say i, I kind of entered the business into what was started to be a technical role and um the opportunity within the business like key sources you could kind of find your own path really you know it was about developing good people um and if there was um, a particular discipline or a role that you found you had more interest in then then you were encouraged to pursue it so um for my route it was very much you know i started off in that technical role i was doing site surveys i was doing calculations i was doing doing data center design um and after spending a number of years in sort of honing that skill it was Actually, I found to have quite a bit of interest on the commercial side of the business, um, and I started to be um, more customer-facing, um, starting to work with a number of accounts um, to understand you know, how their businesses worked, etc. So, um, uh, my path was technical initially, um, started to to grow the commercial skill set, um, and then wor- worked up into a management role from there. Yeah, I know. And one thing I was going to say as well is like, obviously you've, you've progressed within one business. Yeah. Is there any, anything particular you, you know, advice you'd give to people that are looking to do that? Would it be something along the lines of like get exposure to as many roles as you can? And, or is there anything in particular you think's benefited you? Yeah, absolutely. I think when you're, when, um, you're, uh, you enter the business and, and 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 maybe you're a bit younger you're kind of hungry to to know everything about it from you know what the project managers do what the designers do uh what what the fm providers do and 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 try and you know gain all that knowledge and experience and 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 initially figure it out you know part of that is putting it all together um and then you can start to um you know start to really understand you know what you might want to do moving forward so that was a big part for me and i think i guess fortunate in my career in in terms of a key source um you know i was i guess i was fairly fortunate that i landed in such an interesting business and an in interesting industry um but equally you know um they provided that full range of services that I could go and explore, you know, the design side of the business and the consulting side, the the project delivery side of the business and also the operational management and, and kind of really get to see that full life cycle, um, which, uh, you know, I would encourage people to go and do. Um, yeah, definitely. I agree with that as well. I always say to people, if you can get, even if you have to move, move organizations, try and get a bit of exposure to the different roles, you know, cause it yeah. is, it's really important in your career. I think, especially now when, the clients are demanding a lot more from their consultants or contractors. You know, they do want, a lot of them do want that one, one stop shop for want of a better phrase, don't they? Yeah. And I think, I think from a personal perspective, you know, regardless if you, you may work for someone who provides, you know, um, 
a range of services or um, or or maybe a, um, a single set. You know the the idea that you know that these all these all integrate right they all overlap and and they all all influence each other so so if you have the ability to you know to go and um, find out more about certain types of services and stages of a data center life cycle then then go and do it because that will that will ultimately you know uh, help your uh, the role that you end in um yeah. absolutely wherever you wherever you end up exactly Easy, yeah. what one thing I always ask as well is, did you know what a data center was when you first started in the data center industry? <laughs> no, no, I didn't. <laughs> no, it's fair to say. Uh, um, I I think at, at the point in which, you know, cast my mind back and my memory's uh, good, but not that good. But the um, it, it was very much saw the advert, saw it ticked a few boxes about what I kind of wanted to do. You know, I, I I felt that I was a more practical person. So I think what was driving me was that I didn't want to find myself in an office. You know, I wanted to make sure that I had the opportunity to go out. But but, but, but when I saw the role, it was to actually go then find out about the business and find out about the industry. And you learn about critical power systems. You learn about uh, the cooling systems um, and, and ultimately, you know, what they're supporting as well and what the businesses are using them for, you know, which is sort of, you know, the really interesting bit. So um so now i had to sort of learn learn all of that and that's why i think i really enjoyed that kind of move into maybe a more what you've seen as a commercial role but but you get that um first-hand dialogue with the customer and you really understand how they're using these facilities you know what do they actually mean to their business and it's sort of quite quite fascinating when you go and talk to them about their drivers you know all every customer has a different set of drivers as to why they need dent- uh, need data centers use data centers um and so you know actually taking some of the skills and the knowledge that i had from working at keysource and actually getting to the point where you can actually see that that bigger picture from um yeah, how these how these solutions and services are shaped um in that kind of broader stack whether it be because of geographical location or the applications that are being used or the business use of of it you know that all that all was extremely fascinating yeah as i say i've i spoke to a few people that have worked for for your organization and they always sort of seem to follow a similar similar path you know and and they do say the same thing as well regarding getting that exposure to everything understanding what the client wants understanding the industry and it's obviously working so it's a i think it's a it's definitely a good organization to start your career in and and hopefully develop a long-term career in as well yeah and I, I think you know a big part of that is um uh, as you say fortunately for myself i I've been with the business a long time and it was the right business for, for me, but there was, you know, there was particular things that had, that had to happen for, um, for me to progress and, and things like training, you know, the company investing in their people you know, uh, was absolutely critical. Um, I think f- for me personally, the, the overarching factor is, is the people within the business and the, the culture that that business builds you know, I, I kind of remember the time where um, I was, you know, still learning the trade, so to speak, and I could, I could happily go and annoy someone at the side of their desk, and 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 
you know they would show me uh, why you can't do one thing over another or or what you would do about this particular challenge or problem um and uh, even to the point where um i remember one of the guys um he 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 said look come to the warehouse with me and we had a we had a separate warehouse and he was showing me how to glan cables because you know as a as a, as a designer at the time it was it was well why can't you do that and and you know this was the reason why so um so that that culture and that environment was sort of really important to but not not just me but but everybody to um to be able to progress and and and, and learn more yeah no, i totally agree so one of the one of the reasons why obviously i wanted to get you on was to talk about your the key source state of industry report that i know has come out sort of fairly recently um yeah. which i'll share which i'll share with everyone when i when I post this, but it's quite apt to thought the timing because one of the questions I was going to ask you as we move into lockdown and as we were chatting about earlier is sort of the impact of home working and how that really had a kind of a dramatic effect on, on the industry back in, when was it March now, wasn't it? It seems like yeah. ages ago. So what, what did you see from your perspective when, when the whole of Europe and, and the rest of the world kind of went into that lockdown and home working sort of environment? Yeah, so um, I guess everybody's got their own personal experience of <laughs> of lockdown, and so um, you know I'll I'll keep it on a on a professional one. But I, I guess what was sort of quite interesting is we is the timing of this survey. You know, we um, we launched it shortly after the the lockdown happened, and um, and therefore we were able to get some sort of quite interesting results from it. So. And, and one thing that stood out was sort of out of the businesses and the people that we went to, you know, nearly 90% of those, uh, of those businesses um, needed to enable more, more capacity for home working. So things like connectivity or licenses or all these things, they just didn't have in place. And so um, I think uh, over the years, working from home um, has become more regular but that you know um every complete, <laughs> complete step change from 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 some to everybody was obviously um you know quite shocked some organizations and so you know so that was um you know what what we saw is a result of that was there was a huge amount of activity for all these businesses to go and enable themselves you know putting in this new connectivity going buying the the extra infrastructure they needed going to provision those licenses or you know that however they needed to provision that capacity um that was done you know extremely quickly yeah do you think that that obviously now that these these organizations have, have upgraded their capacity and they're at that level say so obviously we are going into another lockdown now so it probably does apply but do you think they'll maintain that level of capacity now will that demand still be there in say hopefully in six months we're having a different conversation and do yeah. you think the demand for capacity will still be there um i believe you know i think covid has, has just reshaped it um and i say reshape but probably want to be careful with the word because it it could have just accelerated you know i think we're kind of heading there anyway and and maybe in five or ten years time we would have got to the point where you know we don't have offices or you know or, or things like that but but i think it certainly accelerated it and the capacity and the demand will be there again i think i think i think businesses now will be planning for 
um, you know, um, I guess not to put down on the conversation, but you know, the next COVID. So, you know, yeah, absolutely needs to be there from a, uh, from a business perspective. Um, and I think the more interest, yeah, I guess it's so the more interesting thing, but the, 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 the impact to the industry, not only the businesses to be able to support themselves through, um, a lockdown period, but the impact to the industry has just, again, been massive. Um, we saw, you know, we saw the volume of data and the use of use of digital services exponentially increasing anyway before COVID came along. Um, and and um, over this period, you know, we've just seen, you know, online retail, um, media services, R&D just go completely through the roof. And, um, and obviously that's putting a huge amount of um, strain on what was already um, uh, an industry that I think was kind of under pressure anyway. Yeah, I agree. I think it's just an advancement. I totally agree. And it's just digitization, isn't it? It's just moved forward at a rapid pace. Probably you can't put a years on it, but say five years, you don't really know what would have happened, but it's a hundred percent. Just everything's just flown forward. And everyone's, um, and then su- suddenly everyone's gone. All right, we need to <laughs> we need to act now rather than plan to act in twelve, twenty four months. Yeah, and I think you know it, it changes how people do things socially, how how business do things for the long term. You know, these aren't just going to be a, a period of time where, you know, maybe before lockdown you had for you know for want of a better example you had maybe one or two media services at home. Now maybe everyone's got three or four you know and so and 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 you've got your shopping coming to the door and and all this stuff and actually people saying well actually i quite like this so this is you know this is my new norm so um i think there's going to be that period of time where you know the industry is catching up um uh, uh, for you know for a while yeah and i think you've definitely seen it in in, in obviously recruitment in the industry i work in so i've always done quite a lot of international work so video has yeah. been fa- fairly normal but they were, you've only got to go back two years where clients were flying into Heathrow Airport to conduct a day of interviews. And now that whole, the cost, the, the effect on the environment, everything associated with that just seems absolutely crazy. Yeah, yeah. I, I think, um, as I say, there's going to be some, uh, some, some good changes you know, for, for the long term. Um, I think we're in a period right now where um, I think we can... Uh, there's some well-publicised um, uh, good stories in the media and, and some s- significant growth for some some businesses that won't be a surprise to people. Um, I think when you kind of maybe pull it back to some of the, the enterprise-type t- uh, businesses, um, then there's going to be a period of uncertainty, I suspect, for a while, you know, where there's that balance between you know, what they've got to manage the, you know the impact the commercial impact to their business and therefore you know they probably want to invest in technology they want to invest in that growth that they that, that they want to continue to do but 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 maybe they need to take a you know, a more balanced approach now given you know as um, as we speak today as we head into a uh, a second lockdown uh, tonight so yeah. um, uh, so i think i think there's timing. i think there's some really interesting, and I guess it's just sort of the landscape is this, 
the different sectors and the impacts to those and then how they manage that moving forward is sort of quite interesting. You know, there's obviously the professional data center market that's going to be, um, um, you know, looking to cope with the additional capacity um, that that is required from, from, from their services. But I think there's going to be these, you know, traditional on-premise facilities and, and other clients that are saying, right, you know, what do we want to do? Um, short term to medium term and that's that again prevents uh sorry presents its uh its own set of drivers and challenges as as i mentioned earlier yeah definitely and i think i was going to talk to you about the uk market as well because i was i always say i don't think people quite appreciate how big the uk market is i think people mm. kind of have this you know they, they see the hyperscalers developing out in europe or the us or asia and they don't really understand what market we've got kind of on our doorstep and i know i think in your report it said that 68% expect an increase in demand in UK data centres. I was chatting to someone yesterday who was saying about the, the the potential to London to double its capacity and size in the next sort of two two years. And how are you seeing the the UK market at present from from your perspective? Uh, from our perspective, we see a huge amount of activity in the UK market. There's been, you know, there's um, new data centres seem to be opening. You know, every quarter at the moment, there's some huge planning applications going in for some large campuses. Um, so the demand is you know, absolutely there. Um, and I think there's, you know, there's, there's lots of interesting uh, things going on within the UK market as well, where maybe uh, where in terms of where data centers were traditionally located, um, yeah, that's one point I was going to say. Like the move to the regions, I think, is something that we're hundred percent going to see in this in this country. Yeah, and I think off the back of maybe latency um, uh, potentially being less of a requirement for some for some customers, then you know there's huge opportunity to go and leverage um, the real estate and um, uh, and the benefits that some of these facilities. Um, can provide in those the uh, in in those regions absolutely. Yeah, and I think when we were saying earlier about home working as well, obviously you know the demand moves, doesn't it, geographically? You know, like we're not all in central London or Birmingham or Manchester or a city. You know, we're all out in suburbia. <laughs> yeah. So, so you know, and, we, and I had major issues with latency when I was working from home. Well, I think it's sort of quite interesting because I think there's. Um, you know, for some organisations, rightly or wrongly, there's always a bit of a, a stigma around, you know, it doesn't matter where the IT is, as long as I can get to it within a, a sensible amount of time if I need to, you know. And so and so maybe um, uh, as those people are, um, as you say, maybe less based in uh, in, in the cities uh, and, and so uh, they're, they're, you know, they've got more people um, uh, that are out, outside of the cities and and working from home then maybe that will be less of a requirement and um you know obviously we're seeing it already with uh, a large amount of footprint you know, it doesn't matter where it where it is um but but still for some clients i think that's still a you know s- still something they look for and i think that will probably change a bit um, yeah exactly just be a, again just be a bit of a bit of a shuffle in kind of the, the the regions for demand not just the amount of demand i think yeah and I know that you um, you operate in Europe as well. Uh, so, what are you seeing from sort of an international market? Are you, are you seeing similar, or is it slightly different at present? No, we've we've seen um, we've seen 
some similar activity actually in terms of our European customer base there um, on the professional uh, the professional data center opera, uh, the professional data center operator side rather um, they're continuing to um, to grow and, and 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 have the demand there for our services um, so which we're supporting them with um, and you know where we have um, a number of customers that are um, uh, that are global and, and and have these global headquarters um, again looking to um, grow that data center footprint aligned with the business requirement I, th I think what's sort of interesting um, in that space is um, working with um, the direct end user is is how they're preparing for um, for advances in technology you know we, we, we talk a lot about edge data centers um, you know we have a number of customers that recognize the opportunities for them to um, de uh, deploy some on-premise um, IT that you know that, that, that's going to potentially give them an edge um, from a business perspective in the in the near future um, and so you know going through that process of aligning um, what those facilities might need to look like for that particular client depending on the application um, and uh, you know we've also just as a slight tangent but but also kind of getting to grips with some of these remote locations as well you know these these services are still needed in in some areas that are still quite tricky to 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 deliver services into so um, logistically um, getting the right people in the right the right places as uh, as you would know and um, uh, and uh, yeah ensuring that can be delivered for the customer on on the basis that as, as we know you know we can design and, and and build these these fantastic facilities but but they, but they need to be maintained and operated well for them to uh, to perform as they should <clears throat> yeah i totally agree we're definitely seeing a, uh, a demand in and i always say it in regions that you would not normally associate with with data centers you know the the clients that, that we work with which vary from the you know the major sort of cloud users all the all the way down to the smaller niche providers and some of the regions that they're they're talking about are logistically you look at it and you think, how is it even possible how can you yeah. how, how's it yeah how's there enough power there to start with but yeah. it's all based around that isn't it it's all based around the power where is the power how can we get it and then how can we sort of shift it from from that side i think it's i think it's as you say there's some some space power you know all these things that that drive the location you know connectivity uh, you know, cost of power but I think there's some really interesting kind of maybe you know, more niche applications where actually these companies have to test their products in extreme conditions. You know, so we've got, you know, we've had engineers go to the North Pole. You know, we've got engineers going into, into countries that the, you know, the, uh, the temperature is extremely high. You know, some of these environmental conditions are extremely important because they know if their technology and their services can work in these regions and uh, under these conditions then actually in you know 95% of uh, normal life if you like then then you know we'll be okay so there's some really good reasons why this technology needs to be deployed out there and and there's a lot of r&d going on at the moment um, um, for that type of uh, um, for those type of initiatives but again it's just those next set of data center industry challenges you know we don't have all of the answers yet so we've got to go find them out we've got to go put the people in into these places and actually work it through 
Um, so I was, you know, part of why it sort of it is so exciting. You know, if it was, you know, if, if the challenges were all solved, it would be a bit boring, wouldn't it? So, um, so yeah. Uh, that's why that's why I, I i enjoy the industry though it's exactly that it's you know like you can have conversations with, with people like yourself and it's about how do we solve this problem you know we've got this problem we need my obviously from my perspective it's normally we've got this problem and we need this type of person do they exist can you find them can you get one in this location is is normally how it goes and it's a lot more challenging and, and also for the people that are working in the industry like you say it's you can go into the industry and you can genuinely pre- be presented with a challenge no one's solved before and it's your job to go and provide a solution for that client yeah yeah and it's you know, as all of these things tend to be you know you, you you get a group of people that are all you know experts in their discipline and and, and have good experience in uh, in different areas and um and you work it through you know and you come up with a solution or a service that 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 is going to meet meet the requirements and 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 usually there's more than one way of doing it so again you know having to make sure that you've you know um look that looked at it from from the risk uh, the commercial uh, the commercial opportunities for the client uh, and and all these other things that are going to be considered as to to um to to how something is um to how yeah, to how something is done yeah definitely and all, over the sort of next 12 months so how do you see the market shaping up at the moment do you think we're just going to continue on this rapid growth or do you, do you see any plateaus I, I think for me there's i've always looked at the market at the moment in in sort of two two parts you know it, you you've got your hyperscalers that are exponentially increasing their footprint and there's some fantastic projects around the world um, and and it's great for innovation as well um, so I think that's going to be uh, you know continued success and as we continue to to do all of the things that we spoke about the media services the streaming you know and and and, and the shopping um, then, then 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 that will keep going I think um, when you look at other sectors it's different I think there's more um, short to medium term tactical type of things that are going to be happening you know how do they leverage existing assets um to maybe come through what has been a, a financially difficult period um how do we start to um, reduce our operational cost and is that uh, either reducing energy consumption and, and 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 doing those types of things that are associated with our it footprint um and i think there's going to be a lot of businesses that come to the end of the the end of 2020 and say, right, you know, we've learned a lot from what's just happened. Um, so, what do we need to be doing differently? And uh, and therefore, that's going to prompt a you know a whole bunch of change, in my opinion. And I, I guess for the data center industry, when when there's IT change, it's a good thing. You know, there's. Um, uh, change seems to be always constant you know once we get to the end of you know one set of technology you know we, you know, we get new changes that, <laughs> that, that, that you know that change the landscape for us but i think i think there's going to be um a couple of years worth of change afoot before we start maybe being able to see some data that has some trends that that mean uh, that mean something and um, because at the moment I, I feel that we're going to get some some peaks and troughs because of having to react to you know yeah. to, to what we've been going through um yeah kind of need the market 
or the, the world to settle down a little bit to, yeah. to then to have that time to actually look back because I don't think anyone's got time to look back to yesterday at the moment let alone to look back over the last six months and it all has an impact doesn't it because ultimately these these data centers and the infrastructure we're providing is enabling other things right so if those industries yeah. are doing well uh, you know and maybe a good example will be aviation you know it wasn't too long we were building some some big data centers at airports probably over the last five years and and I suspect they're probably not going to build too many in the short term, but but you know they will. Um, and that'll come back, yeah, exactly. Come yeah. back, and 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 equally, there's going to be other industries that are saying, you know, we we never saw this growth um, at the end of 2019, and 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 now we, you know we've got to completely change our plan about what we do moving forward. And and I think the exciting bit there is now there's just so much opportunity in terms of, I guess. No, I, I often refer to sort of hosting, if you like, but, you know, is that cloud, is that co-location, is that on-premise, is that something else that, um, you know, that we can leverage um, that, that suits specifically our business and, and, and how do we make the most, uh, how do we make the, uh, the best of this market? Yeah, one thing I always talk about, and sorry if I'm boring people that listen to, to some of the other ones, is, is the e-commerce, you know, like when was the last time you used cash, you know, and, and, I had, I had a ten pound note in my wallet for about four months, and it wasn't because I'm because I'm tired. It's because I couldn't. <laughs> it's because I couldn't spend it. So, yeah. and there's a lot of people like that, you know, like the, the like my parents' generation. You know, they've always been cash, but now they're always using card, and that obviously has a massive impact on on data. Yeah, yeah, uh, and and it's 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 a, it's really interesting how you know a lot of these businesses now are are able to leverage the data that they've been able to you know, effectively collect over this period of, uh, of digital services. You know, they're able to maybe differentiate their, uh, the services that these, uh, these customers are providing because of it. Um, they potentially change the businesses themselves because, you know, based on having that data available, they, they, they actually do something different with it. Um, and uh, you know, it's, um, I, I, it's extremely interesting to see where it's all going. Um, and I guess with a slightly different hat on, I also wonder where does it stop? Not, and, 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 and uh, I think that there's, there's also a case of you know, we, in terms of the data center industry and, 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 and as a, and as I mentioned earlier, what we're enabling, the IT landscape or the IT products look a certain way right now, and they, you know, use a sort of uh, use um, uh, um, uh, types of uh, build and, and and programming and all these things, and so it's sort of really interesting about right where does that go because ultimately that's dictating where we go, um, and and also how businesses use them you know we we weren't too long ago where everybody put their most business critical information into one place you know and yeah. that, that, that that facility had to be you know um extremely resilient in order to ensure that it it never went down and it never got lost and 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 kind of moving forward that's not really the world is it so so how how businesses start to use that um and why i mentioned how they kind of leverage the different ways of the data center industry, I think is um, going to be really interesting moving forward. 
Yeah, I always remember looking back. I think it was, I can't remember when it was, but it was 08, 09, when um, I think it was the Blackbury Data Centre went down in in Slough or somewhere along those lines. And, and, the, and no one could use their phone. <laughs> it was literally like, because everything was stored in that one site. So that's down, that's it. Sorry, yeah. you can't use, till we fix this, you can't use your phone. Yeah, and, and, and it's a good example because it's one that everyone can relate to, isn't it? But when you think that, I think, you know, I think the iPhone only, only came out in 2007 or something. Yeah. So it was like, you know, we, we are just on the path of, um, you know, it, uh, the amount of data that we're, um, that we're crunching and that we, and the services we want access to, et cetera, to be, uh, to be, uh, to be significantly more, that's for sure. <clears throat> no, definitely. Thank you. Before we before we finish up, there's a, there's one question I ask everybody just to mm. get your view, just to get your views, really. But if you could give one piece of advice to anyone looking to work in the data center industry, what would it be? I think I think my response to that is there's, there's two parts. I think we've got a bit of a challenge in that we need to build the awareness of the industry, and and I know obviously Andy, you know you're your podcast is, is, is part of that in a way, but, but, um, you know, it, we know it's extremely important industry in terms of what it's underpinning, but there's a lot of, a lot of people out there that, that, that don't know it. And I, I, you know, I still, um, you know, I, I still have friends and family that don't really know what I do. And, 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 and maybe that's, um, that's, uh, that's on me because I obviously can't expect, uh, uh, explain it clear enough but but uh, i think it's getting that awareness out and i think to get that awareness out it needs to be um you know we need to do that at a younger age for people so yeah i, I totally know, agree with that we need totally. to be getting into the schools and we need to be getting into the universities and actually explaining to people what this what this industry does um but in in terms of um people looking to get into the industry you know um get into it you know, I think there's, as, as you were alluding to earlier, there's opportunities to move around, whether that be within a business that you find yourself in or within the wider industry, you know, absorb everything that you can across uh, the industry so that you get a very, very good understanding of it. And, and that's how you're going to be able to personally add, um, you know, your own stamp and you know, add the value that you want to because you're, you know, you're gaining that knowledge and experience, which you can only do, I believe, from, um, from being in and around it. Yeah, and I think you raised a good point earlier about the challenges that you, you know, and the problems you can solve. I always say to people, there's not many industries where you you, you can go in and have an impact immediately. There's mm-hmm. challenges right now that need, that need fresh ideas and the industry is really open to those ideas as well. So, you know, come in and have a voice and actually make an impact on, on the sector. And that, yeah. that doesn't happen. You can't really do that in, in a lot of industries. No, I, I think... What's what's interesting is some of probably the you know some really good innovations in our industry have, have sort of come from other places you know other industries or other other ways of thinking and so um, you know so you you maybe don't have to have um, a, a, an engineering or a, a, a data center qualification if you like to enter the industry I think that if you've got um, that you know there's a there'll be a whole number of um, backgrounds, experiences, education, etc., that 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 can potentially add something different, and, and things that 
that people in the industry haven't thought of before. So um, I think giving those people that opportunity, um, if they show the right um, uh, 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 the right commitment, and um, uh, you know, they could be a really interesting addition to the um, to, you know to the industry. Definitely, and I'm seeing it a lot more now as well. People moving over from other sectors, which is which is great, and that's something that right. you know, we're we're trying to really sort of get the message out to clients. When I when I'm speaking to clients and they have a specific need, you know, say, so like, have you considered somebody from this industry or that industry? And you, more often than not, you get a yes now. Whereas if you went back 12 months, it would be a no. I want someone with five years data center experience in this particular country, etc. So yeah, I think that's I think it's important. You know, we as as we've spoken about, I started as a graduate. I, I didn't know what a data center was, and I've been able to work my way through this. And uh, you know, and fortunately for me, it's um, you know, it's been a good experience. But I think it's it's making that, um, that that jump in early, because the earlier you come in, you're able to probably quite quickly actually learn the things that you need to learn about the industry to find your way around. Um, but but I think the challenge is getting that entry because we're in a world that was very different to when I joined, you know, you've got some, some big technology players out there that have huge recruitment drives um, and they've got the capacity or the resources to do that. Um, and so y- you can probably see how it may be easier for people that aren't quite sure what they want to do with their career to, you know, to lean towards that direction. And so, you know, trying to, um, uh, you know, improve the access um, is going to be important and, and we'll, we'll certainly be doing some things um, about that um, uh, as a business, and um, and uh, as I've heard and seen, I, I, you know, I know a lot of my colleagues in the industry are as well. Yeah, there's definitely a big push on it, which is which is great. Uh, and hopefully, the more we talk about it, the more people will come and join us. Basically. <laughs> anyway, thanks for your time today, Dwayne. That's been really a really interesting conversation. I will share the report when I put this um, put this out. But if obviously, if anyone wants to wants to check it out i'm sure they can see it on obviously key sources website or get in touch with yourself john yeah fantastic and thanks for having me andy appreciate it no problem thanks for your time and have a good day cheers bye cheers john